Well, good morning. A very warm welcome to you. And uh, uh, as we gather on this third Sunday in Advent, uh, may you know God's loving presence as we gather to worship him. It's great to to be together and uh, it's good to see you. Our call to worship this week comes from the first letter of John, chapter 4. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. So let's worship God as we sing together our first hymn, the first Noel, Mission Praise number 644.
Let's pray. Eternal God, we thank you for this day when we can come to praise you and give, give your thanks for your great love for us. In sending your Son, Jesus, from the glory of heaven to enter our world, to become one with us, to be our Redeemer, our Saviour, our Lord and our friend. We thank you that you have seen our need for forgiveness, for freedom and for your friendship and that you have responded to our need in Jesus. Loving Lord Jesus, as we wonder and marvel at how you, the Lord of Lords and King of Kings, would enter into our world as a baby, help us to respond to your grace and mercy and love. Forgive us for our sins and failings, for the ways we have not lived as your faithful servants, and for the times we have forgotten that we have a Heavenly Father. Thank you, Father God, that your love for us reaches to the skies and is wider than the oceans, more than we can ask or imagine you give to us. Cleanse us and renew us by your most Holy Spirit and help us to be your lights, reflecting your love through Jesus Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, today we're thinking about good news, and um, I wonder if you have good news, what, what would you do? What, how would you tell other people the good news? What, have, have a think, everyone. How would you tell the good news? If you've got some good news, what, what would you do? Uh huh. If you have a holiday, that's good news, yes. And, and what would you, how would you tell other people? What would you do? You talk, yes, that's, you talk to people. Um, anything else you can think of? Send them a love heart, yes, well, <laughs> yes. And I'm sure, I'm sure there's, there's lots of ways we can share good news. Um, it used to be that we'd, we'd phone, uh, or if we really wanted to reach people, it'd be put, an art, put a wee notice in the newspaper if it was some family thing that we wanted, a good news thing. Um, but nowadays we can, we can email, we can text, we can um, use social media, there's all sorts of ways that we can instantly let lots of people know our good news. So, but in the Bible, um, I, the shepherds were just out in the fields in the Christmas story. How did God let the shepherds know the good news about Jesus being born? Can you think? We had a bit of a clue in the last hymn. Well, there was a star, and that was particularly for the wise men, but for the shepherds, can you remember? 
angels. That's right, an angel of the Lord came to the shepherds and announced the good news about Jesus, and then a whole load of angels came and sang praises to God. Well, we're going to hear the story from the Bible now, just uh, with a, I've got a few slides as well. So, the story starts at night. It's all dark in the fields near Bethlehem. Some shepherds were guarding their sheep. Um, at, at once, an angel came down from, from the Lord God, and the brightness of the Lord's glory flashed around them in the sky. And the shepherds were a wee bit frightened to begin with. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid. I have good news for you, which will make everyone happy. This day in King David's hometown, a saviour was born for you. He is Christ the Lord. You will know who he is because you will find him dressed in baby clothes and lying on a bed of hay. Well, suddenly other angels came down from heaven and joined in praising God, singing, Praise God in heaven, pray peace on earth to everyone who pleases God. Well, after the angels had left and gone back to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem and see what the Lord has told us. And so they hurried off and uh, found Mary and Joseph, and they saw the baby lying in a bed of hay. And when they saw Jesus, they told his parents what the angel had said to them about, about their son, and everyone listened and was surprised and wondering about it. But Mary kept thinking about all this and wondering what it meant. Well, as the shepherds returned to their sheep, um, they were praising God and saying to everyone they met um, the wonderful things that God had told, told them about Jesus. Everything they had seen and heard was just as the angel had said. And that was, uh, that was an amazing um, way of give, giving good news to the shepherds. And then they saw and met Jesus. And then they started telling other people as they couldn't really help themselves because they were so filled with joy at meeting Jesus. You know, when we have good news, uh, there's all these different ways we can tell people. But we can also tell people what good news God has given to us. Because when we know Jesus, we can, um, we can share the good news with other people about what God is doing in our lives. And so maybe think about ways you can share good news this week with other people that you know. We're going to uh, light our, our third Advent candle. And this is the candle of joy. And um, this is all to do with the time Jesus of Jesus' birth, an angel of the Lord said to the shepherds, Do not be afraid, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. So this is our, our candle of joy, this third Sunday in Advent. So let's pray to God now. Dear God, as the coming of Jesus, our Saviour, draws near, fill us with the joy of your Holy Spirit and help us to share the joy of knowing Jesus with others. For Jesus is our joy. Amen. Well, we're going to continue by worshipping God as we sing um, our Advent um, theme of Like a Candle Flame, Mission Praise number 420. Thank you. 
So let's uh, come before God in our prayers for others now. Gracious and everlasting God, our Heavenly Father, we pray for all those we know in need at this time, whether near or far. We pray that they may know your presence and your peace, which passes human understanding. Bring your healing to the sick in body, mind, or spirit. Bring your comfort to the grieving and strength to those for whom this is a difficult time of year because of memories of the past and of loved ones. We pray especially for those who are vulnerable, for the homeless, for those who have little, we ask that you would help all those who work to help them, including the Glasgow City Mission, the Lodging House Mission and other groups. We remember before you, Sovereign Lord, our country and nation. We pray that out of the riches of your wisdom, you would give all who govern us wisdom and discernment in all the decisions that are facing them at present. We ask especially for a resolution to the many industrial disputes which affect so many people. We pray for unity and love to be displayed among all people in our land. We remember those in Jersey affected by the gas explosion in a block of flats. Help the emergency services in their work and bring comfort and healing to all those affected, we pray. We remember our world and the many places that need to find peace and hope. May your kingdom of love and light break forth in the darkness, we pray. Father, we thank you that through faith in Christ you have brought us into your family. We thank you for all that means and for the promises we have in Christ of forgiveness and life eternal. Thank you for all those who have helped to light our way in the journey of faith. Grant that together with all your saints, we may walk in your paths of peace throughout our lives, shining as your lights, drawing others to you. Grant that resting in Christ, our Saviour, 
and enabled by your Holy Spirit, we may be faithful until we rejoice in glory with all your people of all times and places at that great banquet feast of our Lord Jesus, who is worthy of all praise and glory forever. Amen. We continue our worship now as we sing uh, Mission Praise number 337 in the bleak midwinter. The Old Testament lesson is to be found in the book of the prophet Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 35 and reading the whole chapter, Isaiah 35 and at verse 1. The desert and the parched land will be glad, the wilderness will rejoice and blossom. 
Like the crocus, it will burst into bloom. It will rejoice greatly and shout for joy. The glory of Lebanon will be given to it, the splendor of Carmel and Sharon. They will see the glory of the Lord, the splendor of our God. Strengthen the feeble hands, steady the knees that give way. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong, do not fear, your God will come. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you. Then the eyes of the blind be opened, and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer, and the mute tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness, and streams in the desert. The burning sand will become a pool, the thirsty ground bubbling springs. In the haunts where jackals once lay, grass and reeds and papyrus will grow. And a highway will be there. It will be called the way of holiness. It will be for those who walk on that way. The unclean will not journey on it. Wicked fools will not go about on it. No lion will be there, nor any ravenous beast. They will not be found there. But only the redeemed will walk there, and those the Lord has rescued will return. They will enter Zion with singing. Everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them, and sorrow and sighing will flee away. Our Gospel lesson is from the Gospel according to Matthew. Matthew chapter 11 and reading from verse 2 to verse 11. Matthew 11 and at verse 2. When John, who was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he sent his disciples to ask him, Are you the one who is to come? Or should we expect someone else? Jesus replied, Go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. As John's disciples were leaving, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. What do you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed swayed by the wind? If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? 
No, those who wear fine clothes are in king's palaces. Then what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written, I will send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. The third lesson is from the book of James. James chapter 5 and reading from verse 7 to verse 10. James 5 and at verse 7. Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too, be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Amen. And God will bless to us these readings from his holy word. Let us continue our worship in the singing of Mission Praise number 210. Hark the glad sound, and we will sing this to the tune Richmond.
Let's pray as we come to God's word. Loving Lord God, we thank you that you came to us in the coming of Jesus all those years ago and that today you come to us by your Spirit to bring to life your living word. We ask, Lord, that you would open the eyes of our hearts and open our ears of understanding to all that you have for us, that we would hear clearly what you want to say to us today. And we ask, Lord, that you would speak into our our every need, however we come today. Lord, that we know can know in our hearts that you love us completely and that you come to us now to give us um, your encouragement, to give us your challenge of your spirit. So we pray, Lord, that you would speak now in Jesus' name. Amen. Last uh, Thursday evening, we had the last session in our latest Alpha course. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with Alpha, it's a, it's a way of discovering and discussing the Christian faith. And each week we um, watch a film and follow it up with discussion um, where people can explore the theme for that session, be it something like prayer or uh, God's word or something like that. Well, during um, Alpha, through the films, we uh, see and hear about the experiences of um, Christians from different parts of the world. And they explain how they came to faith in Jesus and the impact that there's been in their lives. Some people um, come from fairly regular kinds of backgrounds. Others, however, that we hear about um, have very traumatic experiences in their lives. But whatever their background, um, we heard how God had saved them and turned around their lives after they came to know his love for them and put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And during Alpha courses I've been involved in over a number of years, I've seen how God continues to change lives. Some people come to faith for the very first time. Others are renewed in their faith. Well, whether through Alpha or hearing in other ways, it's always good to be reminded how God is working in the lives of people today. Because we can so often have our attention filled with all the, the bad things that are happening. And while it is very important that we pay attention to what's going on in our world, it's even more important for us to see that God is working to save and to restore and to give new life and hope to people. Even in the darkest and most difficult places. As we come to look at God's word today, we're invited then to open our eyes to see beyond what is, to see who God is. We're invited to look with eyes of faith, to see the glory and the splendor of our God and discover that he is the God who saves and restores and redeems us. He is the God who is able to bring life where there is no life. He is the God who is able to open the eyes of the blind and unstop the ears of the deaf and to make the lame walk and, the, and leap 
with joy. So let's look beyond with eyes of faith to consider the glory and splendor of our God. That he comes to us in Jesus. That he meets with us now by his spirit. And that one day he will return in glory to make all things new. We begin then in, in Isaiah chapter 35 where we read these wonderful prophetic words which anticipate the coming of the Lord Jesus. And they start with this uh, beautiful image of um, what God can and do for us and what he does for those whom he saves. It's a picture of a desert and a dry and parched land of wilderness. There's nothing there at first, it seems lifeless, but then it bursts into life. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom like the crocus, it will burst into bloom. It will rejoice greatly and shout for joy. Oh, I remember seeing a wildlife program, maybe you have seen some like it, where um, it showed a, a dry desert with very little signs of life. There were practically no plants to be seen. And yet when the rains came, within a very short time, the whole landscape was transformed. Seeds that had been buried beneath the surface of the ground came to life with the rainwater. Where before there was only desert, now there, was, there were many colorful plants and flowers. It's an amazingly beautiful transformation. Well, this is the kind of transformation that God was promising with the coming of Jesus. For those whose lives have been dry and barren and lifeless, God promises to come to give new life and hope through his Son. And we see clear parallels here in verses 5 to 7 with the ministry of Jesus in bringing God's kingdom into people's lives. Then the eyes of the blind will be open and the ears of the deaf unstopped. The lame will leap like a deer, the mute tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand will become a pool. The thirsty ground bubbling springs in the haunts where jackals once lay, grass and reeds and papyrus will grow. Well, Jesus healed the sick and opened the eyes of the blind and the ears of the deaf. He made the lame leap and the mute to talk and shout for joy. He also promised us life-giving water. Water that would never run out, that would quench the thirst of our deepest needs and desires. And he sets us free from the oppression of the evil one and leads us in green pastures to feed our souls. And as we move on a few verses from verse 8, Isaiah describes how God makes a way for us through the wilderness places of life. Because he not only brings life to us, but he promises to make a path for us to travel with him. It says a, a highway will be there, it will be called the way of holiness and it will be for those who walk on that way. The unclean will not journey on it, wicked fools will not go about on it. No lion will be there nor any 
ravenous beasts. They will not be found there, but only the redeemed will walk there, and those the Lord has rescued will return. This way of holiness which God has made for us is none other than Jesus himself. Jesus said in John's Gospel, chapter 14, verse 6, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The way to life that God makes for us then isn't through a set of rules and guidelines for living. The way God makes for us is a person. It's the person of God's Son, Jesus Christ. He is the way, and we are to follow him. And his way is the way of being restored, of being redeemed, of being rescued, to know a life of gladness and joy in God's presence, protected by our Lord. As it says in verses 9 to 10, there, no lion will be there, nor any ravenous beast. They will not be found there, but only the redeemed of the Lord will walk there, and those the Lord has rescued will return. They will enter Zion with singing. Everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them, and sorrow and sighing will flee away. Now, this isn't a promise that we'll have a trouble-free life, as I'm sure you know. But it's a promise that even in the midst of troubles, we can have confidence that our Lord will be with us and will lead us through. The Apostle Paul puts it this way in Romans chapter 8 from verse 38. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. The promise in Isaiah chapter 35 is that God will reveal his glory and splendor as he comes to save us through the coming of Jesus to be our saviour. And we're called to make a response to this. And the response is to be strong in the Lord and not to be afraid. We're called to look beyond what is, what we see around, to who God is. To see that he is able to save completely those who trust in him. As it says in verses 3 and 4, Strengthen the feeble hands, steady the knees that give way. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong. Do not fear, your God will come. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you. It's only when we look with eyes of faith, when we consider who God is, as revealed in his word, and trust in his promises to be with us and to lead us in his way, that we will be able to stand strong in every season of life. The more we look with faith, giving our thanks and praise for all that God has done for us, sending Jesus to be our Saviour, to save us from our sins and the powers of death and darkness, 
the more we give thanks and praise, the more we'll see his glory, the glory of our Lord and his splendor, and be filled with joy and gladness. The strength we need comes then from delighting in the Lord, looking to him and trusting in his promises for us. For as we delight and trust in our, our God, he gives us his joy. And as it says in Nehemiah 8 verse 10, the joy of the Lord is your strength. In our gospel reading, when John the Baptist was in a dark place in prison, as we read about in Matthew chapter 11, he started to have doubts about Jesus. This was the one who had pointed others to Jesus. He was doubting himself. And so he sent some of his followers to ask Jesus if he really was the saviour that God had promised. And Jesus said to them to look at what he was doing, see how he was saving people's lives and giving, um, transforming them. Go back and report to John what you hear and see, Jesus said. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. Well, these verses would have brought to mind um, Isaiah chapter 35, and so Jesus was inviting John to look to see that God is the God who saves, the God who restores and redeems people and in him that we can stand strong. John the Baptist is described as being greater than all the other prophets. In fact, Jesus says in verse 11, truly I tell you, among those born of women, there has not arisen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet, whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Well, what glowing praise that was for um, for Jesus' cousin, John the Baptist. And yet, at a low point in his life, even John doubted Jesus. And so Jesus gently but firmly directs his gaze to the glory and splendor of God through Jesus' ministry. Jesus points him to, again to see with eyes of faith and discover afresh that God is the one who saves and restores people. Now John the Baptist, as we find out later in the Gospels, uh, died for his faith in Jesus. There was no miraculous release from prison as happened later um, in the book of Acts. We read that uh, the apostles, both the apostles Peter and, and Paul and, and, and others received miraculous deliverance from, from many things, but uh, from prison as well. But Jesus' words to John in prison, where he would stay until he, his, he died, was executed. Jesus' words were to, given to strengthen him by inviting him to turn his gaze back, to see the glory and the splendor of the Lord, to find joy in him once more, to look and see that this eternal message of hope was being acted out in Jesus' life. Jesus was the one who had come to save. 
I wonder how we are at this time. Are we in a place of encouragement, knowing and trusting in our Lord, who came to be our Saviour, and who promises to return in glory as judge of all the earth to make all things new? Or are we struggling to see beyond the trials and troubles of life? Maybe, like John the Baptist, we are at a low point, doubting God's plans and purposes for our lives. Well, God invites us to look beyond what is, to see who he is. He invites us to see the glory and the splendor of our Saviour, Jesus Christ, who saves and restores and redeems life, who can bring life to even the most barren places by the streams of the water of his Spirit, and as we read in James chapter 5, we're encouraged to be patient and stand firm for our Lord's coming to our lives now. And also, we can look forward to his return in glory to make all things new. When there will be no crying or pain. Just as the farmer mentioned in, in those verses, just as a farmer patiently waits for the rains to water his crops, we are also to be like that farmer, keep, to keep sowing the seeds of God's word, God's good news around us to others. We are to keep sharing the good news of Jesus and to pray for the water of God's spirit, to bring new life to us and to those around us so that we and they will discover this everlasting joy of God's presence. As it says in James 5, verse 7 and 8, Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and the spring rains. You too, be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. So may we look with eyes of faith to see the glory and the splendor of the Lord and walk in his way, filled with gladness and joy in his presence. Amen. Let's pray together. Loving Lord God, we thank you that you have made a way for us, that you have brought life where there has been no life, that uh, you have brought the water of your spirit to um, bring new life, and that you have done everything through our Lord Jesus Christ, by his death on the cross and his resurrection to overcome sin and death and the powers of darkness, we thank you for all that you give us. And we ask, Lord, that you would help us this day and this week to look beyond what is and to look to you and to know that you are the God who saves us and restores us. Gracious God, we 
Thank you for all your generous provision for all our daily needs. We thank you for your gift of forgiveness and of life everlasting and every spiritual blessing that we receive out the riches of Christ Jesus our Lord. And so this day we ask that you would bless and multiply the gifts that we bring to you for the work of your kingdom as we also present ourselves to live for you and for your glory through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We close our service of worship with our, our final hymn today. It's Mission Praise number 345. It came upon the midnight clear.
look forward in hope and joy to the coming of your Saviour. Prepare the way for Christ your Lord. Welcome him with love and faith when he comes in glory. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you this day and remain with you always. Amen. <laughs>